Hi, and welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, co-hosted by Abby Fearing, the Badass Breastfeeder, and Diane Cassidy, IBCLC. Today's episode is brought to you by Spandice, ice and heat therapy in an adjustable supportive wrap. Heat therapy is perfect for breast ailments such as clogged ducts or mastitis. And today you can use promo code BADASS for 20% off your purchase plus free shipping. Check them out at spandice.com forward slash BADASS. That is S-P-A-N-D hyphen I-C-E dot com forward slash BADASS. And you can find the URL in the description of this podcast episode. Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane. I'm your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And we are going to talk about supplements today. Awesome supplements. They're a hot topic. They are hot. <laughs> it's a hot, it's a, it's a hot market for supplements. So when we say supplements, that could sound like, oh, supplements like supplementing, like supplementing with formula, supplementing with pumped breast milk, or supplements like supplements that you take for whatever you want to take supplements for. So we can even like... What are we talking about? Oh, we can, can talk about all of them. We could probably talk about all of them. But uh, yeah, I think, well, yeah. but you're, I think when we first thought about this, or when you first suggested it, I think it was more about like the stuff we take, right? Like the herbal supplements yeah. and all that stuff that's kind of out there. Yeah, because we touched on it for a minute in um, one of our other podcasts recently. And, you know, I'm drawing a blank on which one it was. But um, we did touch on it for a minute, and I do. I think it's important because there's a lot to it, and they're popular, right? I mean, they're popular. they're really popular, yeah. And and yeah. So let's talk about that because I because I'll you know I mean this is probably one of the most common questions is oh my god you know my milk supply I, I don't have I'm not making enough milk I tried you know lactation tea I've tried fenugreek I've tried the cookies you know the cookies I've tried all this stuff and nothing's working what's my problem and so let's talk about what the problem is yeah let's hash it out so so sorry. so I think bottom line <laughs> is I think that we really need to say first and foremost that I think everybody kind of considers supplements to be completely innocent because they grow in yeah. the ground or they're made naturally or whatever the reason. And sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're really not as innocent as we think they are or as we That's think true. they should be. Right. And I think we can even back up farther a little bit and first start saying, is your milk supply really low? Oh, my God. Let's, yes. Let's start there because people say, oh, my God, I'm not making enough milk. So instead of saying like, well, what kind of what kind of supplements have you tried? Let's say I say, what makes you think your milk supply is low? Yes, that's what I say, too. Why do we think that? Yeah. And so then usually people are like, well, I don't know. My baby's fussy. My breast doesn't feel very full. You know, my the baby doctor is, told me. Yeah. The doctor said I wasn't making enough milk because my baby's not gaining enough weight. Um. Um, there's all kinds of reasons why people think they're not making enough milk. Right. And it's rarely, very rarely the case that you're not making enough milk. And usually, from what I've seen, yes, it is is pretty rare. Um, And from what I have ever seen, in this, in my, you know, being a lactation consultant, seeing a million, zillion women, but (laughs) I've never, I mean, you can always kind of See, if a mother truly, truly, truly has low milk supply, there you can usually 
back that up to, okay, there's a hormonal issue, there's a medical issue, there was breast surgery, there's, you know, like insufficient glandular tissue, there's something that caused the problem for the supply to be low. And we can usually identify what that problem is and go from there. But women don't just wake up one day without a milk supply when they had a fine milk supply the day before. Like, that does not happen. You don't just randomly lose your milk supply. There has to be a reason why. And if moms call me and they say, I think I'm, you know, my milk supply is low, then, I mean, there's no like, okay, then go and do this. Like, there's like... I don't know how many questions that we need to cover first. You know, is it what changed? Is the baby's pattern of feeding changed? Is the baby sleeping through the night now and you're missing those feedings? Did you go back to work? Did you get your period? Did you start on a medication or a birth control? Like there's so many things that can add to that if that is truly the problem. And mm-hmm. I tell you, if that's the problem, if you started a birth control and that caused your milk supply to go down, all the fenugreek in the world isn't going to help that. I'm right. sorry. That's a, it's just a hormonal thing. Right. Right. So we, you know, and and if you don't know that that's what's going on and you just start taking these supplements because you think that that's what's going to do it for you, like that it's not and you're going to be disappointed and we're not going to be able to solve the real problem of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe there's no milk supply problem at all. And maybe right. it's a problem with the baby getting the milk or maybe it's a problem with sometimes you hear that if moms are pumping and they feel like they're not pumping enough. Yes. So they say, oh, it must be a milk supply problem. Then we go through that pumping education piece, which is that's a big deal. Um, or is it a problem with, you know, is the baby really gaining? I've had this happen, too, where the baby is actually gaining fine, but the pediatrician thinks it should be more than what it is. Yeah. But it actually is fine. I've, in fact, I had that yesterday. The mother was like, yeah, the pediatrician doesn't think the baby's gaining well. And she really is doing fine. And she's super long. And like, mm-hmm. at, like she laid her down. The baby's three months old. She laid the baby down to change her diaper. And the baby's kicking all over the place. I'm like, this is not a baby that's like lethargic <laughs> in any way, shape. <laughs> and she was completely alert. And she was just like, you know, all over the place. I'm like, this baby's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with this baby. She was definitely gaining on the lower end. But it was nothing to like, oh, my gosh. And your that's milk just what some low. babies do. Exactly. That's the way they are made up. And it's fine. But... If a mom it's like, that. you know, it's like the one, it's like the, the woman who eats a piece of cake three meals a day and she's like a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. And then there's me when I like walk by a piece of cake <laughs> <laughs> right. and there's like suddenly five pounds on my thighs. But you know, there are as well, like, and if you don't, if, if our little listeners out there don't realize this, there are different growth charts for exclusively breastfed babies and exclusively formula fed babies. So that's true. And they're not, and that oftentimes in the doctor's office, they don't even know that they don't use this breastfed baby. Right. Chart. So they might be comparing your breastfed baby to a formula fed baby growth chart, which is going to look like they're gaining on the lower end. So there yeah. really is a lot more to it than just going, oh, I don't have enough milk. Um, the other thing that I see a lot, especially in the very newborn stages, because like a lot of the stuff we've just been talking about has more like, OK, at three months, two, three months, like stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like in the very newborn stages, mm-hmm. a lot of times moms don't realize like what normal newborn behavior looks like. And they think and of course they read online and they hear from their family members up oh, the baby's must be hungry. They probably didn't get enough to eat because they're crying. Your baby's crying. They must not get enough to eat up oh, your baby's yeah, right. sucking on her finger right now. They must not be getting enough to eat. And that really that really sets in and, and really impacts our new mothers a lot. Yeah, there is just this 
basic. I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ven- I would venture to guess that it's cultural. Oh, yeah. That there is just this automatic, like, we have just become, we have just developed this reflex to doubt how much milk our body makes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there is no such thing as a pregnant woman except for maybe one who's, like, lost a baby or gone through trauma like that. You don't generally walk around going, oh, I don't think my body is growing my baby correctly. <laughs> you know, oh, I don't know if the placenta is passing enough nutrients uh, to my belt, the umbilical cord. You know, it, there, you just don't, Mm-mm. your baby just grows. You eat a lot of food. You get fatter. You're like, your legs hurt. Like, you're not going, you're not paralyzed by fear your entire pregnancy that your baby's not growing properly in your belly. You generally aren't. Right. And you're even told that by doctors and stuff. Like, I've met women that could hold down nothing but Fritos for the first three (laughs) months of their pregnancy. (laughs) And doctors are like, it's fine. The baby's getting what they need. They're growing fine. Yeah, yeah, right. It's just kind of automatic. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, but if you get a breastfeeding mother that's only eating Fritos... The country will freak yeah. out. Oh, yes. Oh, well, there's no possible way that you could possibly be getting enough nutrients. Your right. body can't make milk. If you don't drink enough water, you're not going to drink enough. You're not going to make enough milk. Yeah. Suddenly, as soon as you have that baby, all of this body stuff comes into play. Mm-hmm. Your body is not good enough and your milk's not good enough and you're not making enough of the milk. And, you know, I don't know. We can spend all day trying to figure <laughs> out where that comes from, but it's really mostly fear it is yeah there's really usually it's not based on anything anything like actual no evidence anything that's happening no no it's not so then we turn to instead of turning to okay maybe i should call a lactation consultant because i'm really feeling like i need some some security and a cheerleader Mm -hmm. to tell me like this is all okay Or really, maybe we need to look and see, is there truly a milk supply issue? And what is it so that we can fix it? Yeah. Um, But instead, we go to whatever social media we're comfortable on and people tell you, oh, take this supplement, eat this cookie, um, buy this tea or, you know, because it really helped me a lot. So it'll help you, too. But. It's it can be dangerous, and we'll talk about what's why it's the, dangerous, and we'll talk about why it's safe. Yeah, and what and, and what's the magic pill? Right, you know that's what it's like. That's definitely a cultural thing too. Something's going on. What kind of pill can help? And this is, I mean, there's like advertising all over the place that we can, you know, blame for that. Yeah, you know, there's always just some solution. When I mean, really, and a lot, you know, it's like. <laughs> even if you know, it, no matter what goes on with the supplements at all. If you are not, you know, if you're breastfeeding on a schedule or your baby's got like a latch issue or something, like you said, supplements are not going to help that. No. You mm-hmm. have to be breastfeeding on demand. Basically, you have to be breastfeeding on demand or you are possibly going to have issues. You can't just not follow all the na- all the all of the all of the rules of nature. Right. You know, you can't bypass bypass that and then take a supplement. Right. And that's what I try to tell people, like, when I'm doing um, prenatal breastfeeding classes and stuff, I'm always, because they always say, well, what about this? Or what about that? Or beer? I heard, you know, I no. my friend mm-hmm. told me that beer really works. And I'm like, you know what? Like, it's all about supply and demand. 
Mm-hmm. It really is. It's all about stimulating the hormones that make the milk, and that's not going to happen unless the baby tells your body that they need the milk. So you could take all the fenugreek in the world, or you could take all the other supplements that are out there, or drink all the tea in the world, but if you're just doing that and sitting on your couch and not breastfeeding right. your baby, you're not going to just like make a ton of milk. Like It all has right. to do with the stimulation. It really does. Yeah. Like that's. And some moms say, oh, I, I used all those things, and I swear it worked for me. I'm like, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. But did you also change something in your feeding pattern or yeah. increase your feeds or, you know, start feeding more on demand or increase your pumping or add a pumping in? Or maybe you didn't have a milk supply problem to begin with and that right. just made you feel more secure. Exactly. A lot of times I think it's probably just the way we're thinking about it. Right. Right. So and have a beer by all means. Right. And I was like, beer. you know what? Maybe that'll relax Sit you down, enough. Have but a it's... beer and chill out and like, your, yeah, Fe- breastfeed your baby. Right. It's fine. It's fine. But it's, you know, the, the the bottom line is that if you truly feel like you do have a milk supply issue, then it, we should really investigate that and dig through yeah. it and see what is a problem, if anything. And if there's not a problem, yeah. we need to – that'll make you feel better, too, to see if right. that's a problem. Yeah. You need to fix the problem before you go to supplement. Right. So the – one of the reasons why the supplements are a little bit scary to me. Now, first of all, like the teas and stuff, like I don't think there's enough of anything in those teas to really make it that effective. I mean, you would have to drink like gallons of mother's milk tea, <laughs> I think, like to make it like anything. Yeah. Some people legitimately like the taste of it and don't mind drinking it every day. I'm like, then you're not hurting anything. That's fine. Because I don't think there's really that much of anything in, in tea, really. Yeah. I mean, it's right. pretty small. Um if you're taking pill forms of, we'll say fenugreek, because that's the one that's most popular. If you're taking a pill form of that, that can impact other legitimate health issues that people have. So fenugreek has been known to interfere with the absorption of thyroid medication. And I have had this happen where moms took it not knowing that. It interfered with the absorption of their thyroid medication, which caused their problems with their thyroid levels, which caused legitimate milk supply issues. That's a bad thing. Like, that's, we don't want that to happen because then that's, we got to fix that too on top of it. Mm -hmm. It can interfere with other vitamins and nutrients being absorbed into your system. It can also interfere with blood sugar. So like, there's a lot of stuff there. And if somebody doesn't know your health history or you don't know that this innocent pill can do these things, that could cause a lot of other problems, as well as not increase your milk supply. Um, and the other thing with it, too, is like the, there's not a whole lot of strong research behind it. The The strongest research behind fenugreek is with very like the very initial days of breastfeeding, um, not anything else. And it really is kind of there's so much inconclusive evidence behind it that it's hard to get behind it as a professional to be like, OK, yeah, I think you should take this medication. It's mm-hmm. not even a medication. But plus, I mean, herbals, we all know, you know, they're not regulated. They're not the dosage could be off. Um, you know, like it's just they're not it's not as secure as we as we want to think it is. Right. So, you know, you have to be careful with that stuff. Um the lactation cookies, like the other thing that I want people to keep Wouldn't in mind. Wouldn't it be mind, great if you could just eat some cookies? Oh my you know, god, be fine. I, it, we'd be such a happy, 
happy society, <laughs> I tell you. But the the one thing that I want moms to remember is let's think about this logically. And your milk is impacted by hormones, right? Like we know that. And it's your mm-hmm. prolactin levels. Your prolactin levels are, are high. That means your, your milk is, you know, your body's making milk and all that stuff that's happening. Oxytocin helps your milk to let down. The prolactin keeps your milk higher. That's why those overnight feeds, because your prolactin is higher overnight. So those night feeds, if those get dropped and we notice a drop in supply, like we we just pop those back in again or get up and pump during then or something to let your body know, okay, we need to keep this prolactin level higher. Food, we know food does not impact our hormones when we're breastfeeding like that. Like that doesn't have any impact on it. So I don't know how how that ever got, where that message got relayed that like if you eat oats or if you eat, you know, like certain foods, that is going to make your supply go up because your your supply is not made by what's what kind of food you're eating. It's all hormonally right. driven and driven by the baby. So that's why like actual there's there are actual medication, like prescribed medications out there that will increase your prolactin levels, which will increase your milk supply. But that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, but it's it's frustrating because you want to be able to like do this easy thing and be like, OK, you know, I'm just going to take this pill or take this supplement and it worked for my friend so it'll work for me but it's just not always that simple no it's not at all that simple yeah and you know i mean i'm one of those people that's i look to supplements sometimes you know i'm like oh i i don't know i feel like my you know I don't know. I can't even think of an example right now. But I'll be like, oh, I'm going to try this like herbal thing. And, um, you know, I think that they could be, you know, a nice like supplement, as they're called. Right. Um, for things that are ha- already happening well. Right. Like when people you know, take it like for energy or um, like my hairdresser. Oh my God. She's freaking hilarious, but she's like very, very high energy and she's very active and, you know, like in the gym every day or whatever. And she does, she loves like those, you know, the supplemental like things you add to your water to give you a boost of energy during the day and, you know, additional vitamins or whatever it is. And, you know, and, and she swears that it works for her. And I don't know, nothing makes me more energetic, but it just. Some people, it's kind of what they do to kind of keep themselves going or whatever, or the the protein shakes and stuff like that. You know, yeah. just like you said, supplement to add to what they're already doing, not to replace anything. Right, right. Yeah, like you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to have this energy drink and I'm also like never going to sleep. Right. I'm going to eat just McDonald's <laughs> and coffee and like and then take an energy drink and and then, you know, all oh, this will help me with my energy level. Well, your body's going to crash. At you're going to yeah, it's not going to work. It's not yeah. going to work out there. No. <laughs> no, it will not. So and that's kind of how it is with, you know, like we said if if you're taking fenugreek and you really believe in that, that's fine. We're not like bashing it, but Make sure that you are also breastfeeding frequently, pumping if you need to, um, and seeing somebody, a lactation consultant, to make sure everything is safe and there is no true problem 
that we need to fix before things get better. That's really where it comes down to. Like, we want to make sure that there is no breastfeeding problem that is getting in the way and causing your supply to dip. Yeah, that's the bottom line. You have to fix that or the supplements aren't going to do anything. Right. And, you know, sometimes it drives me crazy sometimes. I will have moms that come to me and say that their provider, maybe their OB or their pediatrician or the nurse in the, you know, the doctor's office or whatever, suggested that they take it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that's not, it's not evidence-based. Like, it's, well, I have a hard time with that, you know? Like, that's kind of something that you hear around. It's not something that you would think to get from... I mean, your doctors will never tell you to take an herbal for anything else. Right. Well, so here, I, I think I say this probably every every single episode, <laughs> but lactation is not a part of medical curriculum. No. Your doctor, your MD, has not been trained in lactation. This is a fact. If you need, if you need me to prove it to you, then send me an email because I will. You can ask any doctor; they'll tell you. Ask, ask any doctor; they will tell you. I mean, there's plenty of doctors that I've spoken to, like kind of breastfeeding advocates who have like gone on to become IBCLCs. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they've they've confirmed. You know, they they all say this. They don't they don't get lactation now. When you go to see a doctor, and they're giving you all this lactation information, I mean, unless they've gone through the extra training, which most of them have not. Um, they're, they're going off of opinion, you know, cultural norms mm-hmm. and, and things, not, not actual lactation information because they don't have it. Now, I mean, they have all kinds of other things that are useful, but this particular thing is not, it's just not their thing. If you're having like lactation questions and issues, you need to see a lactation consultant. And you can say that to your pediatrician too. You can, if they say, well, you're not making enough milk, you're da, 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 and say, okay, I'll, I will, I will get in touch with lactation. They, sh- they should be telling you this. They should say, you're going to want to reach out to a lactation consultant to help you with this. Just like they would if you came in and said, I think I have cancer or I think I have, you know, I don't know. I need a colonoscopy. My arm's They're, broken. Know, Anything. Yeah, right. They're going to send you to the people. Who specialize in this? Now, very rarely do they ever bring up lactation consultants, but they should. Yeah, they don't do it very often. Um, And I think a lot of it depends on where you are. You know, like here where I am, there's a few doctor's offices that will openly say, okay, I think it's a good time to talk to a lactation consultant or whatever. But that's because maybe they know one. In the area that's practicing. But if you are in an area where maybe there's not a whole lot of private practice LCs or maybe there's not a whole lot of, you know, support, they may never say to you, you should get in touch with somebody who who might know a little bit better about this. It just might not. And that's right. You know, and that obviously the information is out there. But it would be nice if you had if you didn't have to go look at, you know, if somebody said to you, hey, you know, your doctor said, hey. Why don't you talk to a lactation consultant? Because I think this might be out of my realm. There's a lot going on here, you know, like there's there's a lot to it. And I had a mom in my office this morning who actually I saw um, quite a bit when her baby was smaller and she's a couple months now. But 
She said, somebody, a doctor said to her the other day, it wasn't a pediatrician, I think it might have been a radiologist, um, said, well, you know, if you have to stop breastfeeding, you've done, you know, you've done good, you've done a couple months, and, you know, that's better than a lot of other people get to do, and da 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 And it's like, I know that people try to, they think that softens the blow. Yeah. But it really doesn't. That makes it much worse. It makes it worse, yeah. It yeah. makes it worse. Because people want to breastfeed. Right. And people will breastfeed with the right information and the right support. It's important. And really when you say like, oh, it's okay if you just quit, it's fine. That's not helpful. Or people, you know, grow up on formula all the time and there's nothing wrong with them. And, people, and that's not the point. The point is this and is what the mom the wanted point. to that's, do. Right. Right. I mean, it's just, you know, so so frustrating. So definitely, like if you have, a, we cannot stress this enough. If you think there is a milk supply problem get a hold of somebody or get a hold of me. We can do a consult, email Abby. We'll ask you questions, you know, whatever, because there have been times where we've gotten emails from people that said, I think there's a milk supply issue. And once we start going through things, we realize, okay, there's not. There's no issue at all. Yeah, <laughs> There's um, not a milk supply issue. There's not even a, there was like a no issue. Right. Um, it's just somebody, you know, you don't have this. We don't have you know, we don't have the breastfeeding around us all the time for us to kind of see how it works, to see what looks normal, to see all this. We don't see breastfeeding. And that's like 95% of where the issue comes from. Right. Is that we're just not around it. And, and you don't know what you're looking for. You don't. You don't know what you the signs are. You have no idea. It's so confusing. What the yeah, problems I mean, I, could be. I got an email from a woman t- yesterday or today. And she was like, I don't know, you know, what's going on. My baby keeps sticking his tongue out, you know, like he's hungry. My, you know, my, my mother told me that he's hungry when he does that, but I try to breastfeed him and he won't. And then he was like eating his thumb and they said that that meant he was hungry, but then I tried to breastfeed him and he wouldn't. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> listen you know, to your instinct. He's not hungry. Yes. And I feel like she knows and she does. She knows, mm-hmm. she knows on some level because she wouldn't have written the confusing email, you know, the I'm confused email of like the baby's breastfeeding when the baby wants to breastfeed and like they play with their tongues and their hands. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, like what a novelty for a baby to realize they have a hand. I know. Like, oh my God, that's like the coolest thing ever. They can't stop playing with their hand or their tongue. Can you imagine like when you've like what it's like to first realize you have a tongue oh my gosh they just they just do it and then i tell moms too all the time like if you have ultrasound pictures of your baby with their hands at their face during while they're in the womb yeah that is not going to be a feeding cue for you like that's what they do right. they keep their hands there sometimes it's their comfort level they you know they've had them in the womb and that's that's it like that's where they like their hands to be right um nobody knows your better your baby better than you so if you're mother-in-law or mother or friend or whoever employer god only knows who says to you oh your baby's crying they must still be hungry like that does not necessarily mean anything oh yeah and then she also said that she went to the pediatrician and she was talking to the pediatrician about it oh she was like rubbing the baby's gums and she felt like she felt like there was like teething issues going on but then she went to the pediatrician and the pediatrician said that there's never been a baby that's teased that early how old is the baby three months oh my gosh come on i had a one of my babies are babies are born with teeth right i had a mom and by the way baby who had teeth by like four months 
Yeah. And just because they're not popping out of the gums doesn't mean they're not moving around and causing discomfort right. and pain. They teeth for months. Yeah. Like she kind of felt like maybe there was some pain in his mouth and his gums. Like that's if that's what she's like thinking, just like coming up in her gut. That's probably what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But we definitely don't want any moms to feel like, oh, my gosh, I've got a milk spray problem. I have to take all these supplements. Mm. I have to do all these things. Um, it's, you know, it could be could be not very safe for your baby or for you. And the other thing, too, with supplemental things, like I did have a mom once that had me look up all these ingredients for a, like a protein shake or something that she wanted to take. And um, a lot of the ingredients that were in there, they were they were natural. It was like seaweed and like all this other mm-hmm. different stuff. But in certain levels, they're toxic for for babies. I mean, mm-hmm. babies don't metabolize like we do. They're little their bodies don't work like ours do. So we don't know at what level the toxicity becomes dangerous either. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, you're kind of kind of taking your chance with it. That's right. And it's not. And if you have a and if there is a milk supply problem, it's not going to help. No, like it no. can't. You know, it can. These things are called supplements because they can help support the healthy things that are going on in your body. They can possibly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have to, if you do have a milk supply problem, then you have to deal with the milk supply problem. Right. Or nothing's going to, nothing's going to fix. But no. you do not, women do not all of a sudden overnight lose their milk supply. They do not. That does not happen. And when people say to me, oh, well, it was just gone. It just, I just lost my supply. I just dried up. Like you don't just dry yeah, up. Like it just right. doesn't <laughs> happen like that. Yeah, and I think I say this every podcast episode, too. But there were women in concentration camps <laughs> who had full milk supplies for their baby. Yeah. These women were not, you know, they were not fed a lot of food. Or we can we can assume that they were completely malnourished and dehydrated. And they were still able to make and milk. And they were still making milk for their baby. Your body's going to do what it needs to do, just like it does during pregnancy. Especially for your baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's just going to take care of your baby. It's, it's wired to do that. Yeah. So you don't just all of a sudden, like, not have any milk. And it can be. Like, there are times where your body just kind of, like, acclimates to supply, usually right around that three-month mark or so. And women feel like they're not as full. And that's, you know, then they go, oh, my gosh, I don't feel as full. Something happened in my supply. But no, mm-hmm. your body's just adapting to everything. My boob is floppy. Yeah. Why is my boob floppy? It feels well, empty and squishy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel full anymore. Yeah, that's a good thing. I know. You don't want to walk that's... around all full and leaky for however long you breastfeed for. That's craziness. Right. So it should be, you know. But we also, a lot of women don't make it that far. So yeah. they don't know that this is normal. This is a normal transition. Right. And they're not watching people around them go through it. Mm-mm, no. They're not, they're not like seeing their sisters and their aunts and all people on the street like breastfeeding. The ones with the small babies having these big, huge, plump boobs. And then the ones breastfeeding older babies having kind of normal floppy boobs. Right. And it just, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with it. Everybody's good. Boobs are good all the way around. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's boobs will pass. <laughs> It just does. Yeah. But if you have any questions on milk supply or how supplements impact milk supply or whatever, like we might have got off on a couple tangents here, but um, 
It wouldn't really be our podcast if we did it, and I don't You're think, right. you know, that's kind of how it is. But it really, like, definitely let us know. If you are on the fence, even if it's something that you were like, seriously, one of those things where you go, I took this while I was, you know, before I had my baby, I'd like to take it again. Do you think it's safe? Like, if you're unsure at all, let us know. Yeah. And we'll, you know, we'll figure it out for you. But if you th- are taking something, hoping that it's going to increase your milk supply, definitely talk to us about that. Or talk to somebody who knows, another lactation consultant or whatever, because you need to figure out if there's really a problem or not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that's my spiel. Cool. And now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Sorry, no. no, we tell them what's going on next week. Oh, next week. Everything's in a hurry. Yeah. So next week we're going to talk about becoming an IBCLC. Because y'all want to. I know you want to. Breastfeeding advocate. I know. So we're going to talk about that next week. So stay tuned. Okay, bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Spandice, ice and heat therapy in an adjustable supportive wrap. Ice therapy is perfect for C-section recovery, back pain, and other childbirth recovery ailments. Today you can use promo code BADASS for 20% off your purchase plus free shipping. Check them out at spandice.com forward slash badass. That is S-P-A-N-D hyphen ICE dot com forward slash badass. And you can find the URL in the description of this podcast episode.